Welcome to Tanya Shorley, a quick rendezvous with today's Tanya, which will guide us on our journey to understanding our true selves and help us succeed in making our daily lives align with the divine. Let's get started. So today we learn Perry Bass. So Tanya Perry Bass talks about the neshama that comes from the Ebrish to the Yetzirtoiv, which the Alter explains is way more than just the good inclination that you kind of want to do good things. Because as we said yesterday, doing good is really part of the Sahara. Because and why you do good. The, the, the neshama, the Yetzirtoiv, the, the person the neshama is way more than that. It is doing things for the Eberster. And as Alter explains, it's actually a piece of the Eberster. It's like an awareness of the whole situation that we're just here to serve the Eberster. That is what the Nepshalikis is all about. It's not just about doing good, which is different to what a lot of people expect. It's about doing what the Eberster wants versus what you want. The Yitzhahara is about doing what you want. It's about doing what the Eberster wants. So Alter first explains how What's about Neshama? Neshama actually comes from the deepest part of the Eberster. For example, you see the Eberster blew into other. What a person blows, blow, a person blows from the deepest part of them. For example, someone blows too hard, they can faint because you can, you bleed out all your energy. So we see that the Eberster, Adam was created with his body was created by the external part of the Eberster, but you breathe into Adam a much deeper part, and that comes from the essence of the Eberster was blown into him. And therefore, person Neshama comes from deep in the Eberster himself. Another cl- classic example is that when the Abishta created the world, why did he create the world? Because all of a much in the beginning, he thought about this, he imagined this idea of a yid dominating, basically a yid standing in Talos and Phil, and that was what the Abishta's vision was before he created the whole world. So that's the internal part of the Abishta. Before any of the world was created, before Malachim, before Tzadikim, before anything, the Eulamites, the spheres, time, space, physical, way before any of that, there was just this vision of a yid dominating. That's the deepest part of the Abishta. And that was also in the Abishta's brain. So it was thought, not action, not my Morris. That's also the deepest part. That's where we come from. Also, we call the sun. Why you didn't call the sun? Not just that the Abishta cares about us, but actually, the author ever takes this very literally, that just like a child is conceived and comes from father, but it comes from the deepest part of the father. Father's DNA is literally given over to the child, which is like a person's essence. So too, we come from the Abishta's essence. And the author ever says, even though we, there's all different kinds of neshamas, you might see neshamas on a higher level, a lower level, you have Kalshab Akalan, you have Amir Aretz, everybody, doesn't matter the lowest neshama of the Yid, still all comes directly from the Abish's brain, so to speak, just like a child comes from their brain. Even different parts of the child come from different levels. You have the nails of the child, also have the DNA of the father, where, and, and the child's brain also has the DNA for the father. So you can see, even though the, the father's DNA is expressed in different levels in his own child, so too by the Yid. Even expressed in different ways, but they all come, every single yid comes directly from the Abish's brain. And therefore, we have this deep connection that's way deeper than not just the physical world around us, but deeper than the entire cosmos and Seder Shalshas and all that we are, like the essence of it, when essentially connected to the Abish, and that's the Nishamas inside us, which is really just a little piece of the Abishter that's inside us. Altarab explains also that. How could it be? He just explains that how could it be a yidin on different levels? If everything comes directly from Abishter and everything is the Shama, then how could it be the yidin on different levels? You have Shemnechachom, you have higher, you have lower. So the Altar explains that 
the the difference is in how it's expressed. Meaning you could have a very, very high neshama, but it could be that it's in a body that's very coarse, for example. So when the body's very coarse, it doesn't let the neshama, the light of the neshama express itself. And this is what limits it, even though the neshama can be at a very high level. And Altrabah gives two examples of how it could work. First of all, there's a the fact that if you connect your Talmud Chacham, you get more you get you get more light to the Ebrister. How can this be and how does this work? So the Altrabah explains that basically by clo- getting close to a Talmud Chacham, you're getting part of the the, the, the Talmud Chacham can give you a higher connection of your soul and it helps your neshama ignite to become stronger to overcome the lavush, the physical limitations of your, so to speak, your body that's trapping the neshama in. So that's what a Rebbe goes to oil things like that is all about. And the Altrabah says, by the way, even people that, even Rashaim, people that don't connect to the to Rebbeim also get unique from them because they bring in, uh, Tzadik brings into the whole world a high level of awareness of the Ebrishta. And even people that don't follow the Tzadik get it. But if you connect to that Tzadik, get even more. And the Altrabah says also something that's a little bit contentious out there. But the idea is that at the time a child is conceived, the garment, the goof of their neshama is, is, depends on the intentions of the parents, the kavana of the parents. And therefore, if the parents have the correct kavana, it doesn't change the neshama because the neshama, as Altarebbe says, you can have one of the highest neshamas can come with the lowest body and you can have one of the lowest neshamas in a, in a very a very high, so to speak, spiritual body. But the, the body is created by the intentions of the, the parents at the time of conception, which means that it doesn't affect the neshama, but it, trans- it, it affects how the neshama, easily, easily the neshama can manifest in the world. So basically how hard the child has to work to be in touch with Yiddishkeit, with, uh, t- to feel the godliness, so to speak. Doesn't mean the child will succeed or fail. No, that's up to him, and that depends on nature and nurture to some extent. You know, children are born into certain lives, and that's what they have to live with. That's their challenge in life. So obviously they came in the quickest to deal with it. But there is, a, there is an effect that a person, a child will have more sensitivity to Eberster and to spiritual things and the parents can have an impact on that to, to help the children, so to speak, and, and if you could say make their life easier, but to, to definitely affect their lives in that way. But as you said, the main thing is to know that every neshama, no matter what kind of lavush it's in, and what kind of neshama it is, every single yid, no exception, comes from the deepest, 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 deepest part of the Abraham, and that is in the neshama. That's the side of it, that is the Nevishali kiss, and that is the thing that makes them do things uh, missiles altruistically for the Abraham, and not for ourself. As we said, it's not just doing good. It's doing good for the Eberster, making the world a better place for Hashem and not doing what we want, even if it's good. Thanks for joining us today with Tanya Shorty. If you want to support this project, please visit www.tanyashorty.com. Thanks for joining us on our daily journey of adding light and spiritual growth. Until next time, stay connected, stay inspired, and keep working on making every area of your life aligned with the divine.